previously on Ashes of the Order. On Triad Station, the Padawans re-equipped themselves to blend in as civilians, while Admiral met with the Kolstev Freelancers, a local guild for smugglers and outlaws. Admiral took a bounty hunting job which promised substantial credits. Before they could leave on the mission, however, a Republic ship arrived bearing Jedi items. I'm Amy Hammerman, I play Lahela Bell, I'm a Togruta, and I'm a Jedi Counselor. I'm Derek Cameraman, I'm an Admiral, I'm a clone smuggler gunslinger. I'm Colleen Benson, I'm Rokti, I am a Twi'lek mystic. Before you guys could leave to go on the bounty, word spread around the station of a Republic Star Cruiser, a passenger ship coming coming in hot um, into the system, headed towards Triad Station. Um, and where we left off, you were headed towards that particular docking bay. So I want to check in emotionally with you guys, because you've just come to this supposed safe haven, and now all of a sudden there's a Republic ship coming in. Sounds like it's been in a, some kind of trouble. What's kind of racing through your minds as you're running towards the docking bay? I could sense force, force items inside yeah. yes. of it. I've basically honed in on that. Like, I'm not even too concerned that it's been like, damaged. I don't really care about that. I just know that like, I need to get on that ship and like, see what's on that. See what the dealio is. Yeah, like, I'm not really caring about the person that's, like, or the people that are on the ship. I want what's Force sensitive on there because I feel like I'm latching on to anything that's, like, a connection to the Force because everything's so, like, lost right now. Yeah, I would say Lahela. she's feeling um, eager but weary. Knowing it's a Republic ship makes her a bit uncomfortable because um, she's still unsure of what everybody's opinion even is of the Jedi right now and what the Jedi did to basically be slaughtered uh, on command. She's not too sure what happened, but definitely she was in agreement with uh, Rokti whenever they felt the Force-sensitive items on there that they needed to get to it and find out what it had because it might show some kind of link or understanding to what happened in the galaxy. And honestly, Admiral will be more annoyed than anything because they just got what seemed like a awesome job that would pay good money, you know, would help them kind of deal with um, what's going, well, just they can get out of here and start kind of doing their own thing and kind of get away from people. And the fact that now we're kind of going away from this job, it's like, seriously... So he will want to get this dealt with as soon as possible. And QP is just puttering along behind you guys, keeping up as best he can. <laughs> okay, so you arrive at the landing pad across the station from where you yourselves landed the Ronin. Um, by this point, there's already a small crowd and the ship itself has landed. You'd all recognize the make of the ship. It's a Star Cruiser 2000, which is one of the common passenger shuttles that flew around the system. Um, for reference, it's the ship that uh, Anakin and Padme get on in Attack of the Clones when they're like dressed as civilians and they're going to go back to Naboo. Mm. Gotcha. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. basic civilian Republic shuttle. Yeah, so there's a decent crowd here already, mixed ranks and species from across the station. And the pilot is disembarking the ramp. It's a Bothan? Uh, yep. Spy. <laughs> spy. Spies. Bothan spy. Um, and you hear people whispering say that his name is Vitruk. Vitruk. Vitruk? V-I-T-R-U-K. Uh, Admiral, once again, not really wanting to be here, not really... <laughs> he, he doesn't really care about four sensitive items. Like, that's not really his deal. He's just going to kind of hang back and hand on his blaster, just kind of be ready for anything at this point. Kind of wary. 
Lahalo put an, uh, a hand on Urukti quickly, lowering her voice so people around her would be able to hear. They're all, all kind of, you know, obviously distracted right now anyway before they hit the crowd. And Urukti, don't forget that they, they can't know that we're Jedi. How else are we supposed to get on the ship then? Well, we, we, we could just stun him and just get on the ship. <laughs> the old Admiral maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering if his ship malfunctioned more than it should have. She'll kind of look at him and be like, you realize there's a crowd of people here, and we're supposed to be keeping a low profile, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, so I'll, I, I won't stun him yet. Okay, good. And again, she'll like look mildly concerned, and then turn back to Rokti. We, d- we just can't be too careful. Rokti, she was definitely nodding along to Admiral's plan. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then once Lahela was saying all that, she kind of, she kind of looks unsure. Well, is there a way to get on his ship without him being there? He he must have to leave. Well, Halo will take a, a second to think about it and look at the crowd and see the guy kind of like, you know, stumbling out and things like that. We could always pretend we're the people that are supposed to be greeting him. Assuming that he had anybody expecting him to be here. Well, yes. Well, as you guys are debating, actually, people are starting to call out to him as he's coming down the ramp. He looks worse for wear, for sure. His clothes are a little tattered. Uh, looks like he narrowly escaped some blaster fire. He looks ragged, like he's been through the ringer, like he has probably not slept the whole way home from Coruscant out to the outer rim here. He he looks rough. Someone's voice cuts through the crowd and yells, Vitrick, is where's Gira? Is Gira with you? You just see him look so crestfallen hearing that name. And he just kind of shakes his head and, and steps off the ramp and gathers himself and comes towards the crowd. And everyone's shouting questions at him, like, what happened? What happened? And some people are actually calling for him to explain what happened on Coruscant because they know he was on Coruscant. And they've heard whispers of, of, of Holonet announcements and things like that. What if we just ask him to give us the things in his ship? Lahela will try to keep a patient look on our face. Rokti, there's no way for us to know that there's that there's items on his ship without us without him knowing that we would have the force. Okay, but but what if we ask him to <laughs> let us on his ship? I I you know? I can't imagine that he'd be okay with us just being on his ship. We we are complete strangers. I don't think that's a smart plan, Rokti. But what if we just let him hear the humming? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. She's very trying to be covert with, with, like, nudging Lahela, being like, why don't we just force his mind to be like, let us in your ship? (laughs) It's a code word now. Let him hear the humming. Nudge, nudge. nudge. So Lahela will look a little bit uh, weary for sure, because uh, the past few times that she's tried this on anyone, including Admiral, it has not gone well for her. But that being said, she's also fully aware that they need to get on the ship for multiple reasons, to find out what happened, to find out what he's holding. So Lahela will give her a sigh and a nod and look at Admiral and say, be ready for a fight if this doesn't go well. Oh dear. Oh, we didn't roll for four stuff. Oh, we didn't roll for four stuff. Oh, yeah. True stories. Saying of the words. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm rolling for Admiral. Uh, It's one dark side point. I got um, two light side. And Amy got two dark side. Of course I did. Oh, no. Of course I did. (laughs) There is a bit of a crowd, I will say. Like, like you were, like, the last people to arrive. Um, So you'd like, there's people between you and him. 
Um, and I would assume you need to get closer. Yeah, so she'll she'll make her way through the crowd, not like pushing and shoving, but you know she's she's dexterous. She's she's a Jedi, so she'll kind of be a good at, I would assume, getting kind of through people, and she'll be able to I think get close enough where she can kind of put like her hand out to him and kind of like gently grab his arm to get his attention. And she'll say to him, we need to talk to you about your ship. You need to come back on the ship and explain to us what's happening. And she will use her force persuade for that. So then, Derek, you have to roll the force dice for me or Colleen or somebody. Uh, One dark side. Excellent. Seriously? See. Even when when, when you don't I'm not even the one rolling. Even the computer does. Um, I've rolled four times in a row, and it's all been dark side points. So I think it's <laughs> it's just oh ready God. for dark side points. It's a dark side too. B. Took two rolls for me to get a white side result for you, um, but we'll go with the dark side, I guess. I got light side when I roll. I'm just you know. Rokji is just pure. Yeah. <laughs> it's the humming. Edgar. <laughs> uh, once the character determines how many, once he you determines have... how many points he's generated, he consults the force power or force talent, and determines how to spend those points. You can spend as many or as few as you wish. So I think this means that you have made your check. You only have dark side available, and it's your right. choice if you want to use the dark side. Otherwise, it wouldn't work, right? Otherwise, you'd just be like asking him what happened, essentially. Since I got the role of a dark side point, she will definitely feel the dark side now that she's familiar with it flowing through her and kind of take her hand away and look away and, and stop stop the force from flowing through her in that, in that moment. Yeah, he doesn't know you or anything and well, doesn't recognize half the people here, probably, but he is working himself up to address the crowd. He's kind of got his composure back now that everyone's, like, here and concerned about him. Like, well, like once you speak to him and he kind of, like, takes another few steps past you, like, you see him straighten up and regain his composure and everything. And so he starts to address the crowd. My friends, I, I, I come from Coruscant. As you know, Gear and I had went on a supply run. We had, a, we had contacts to speak to in regards to obtaining some new exotic items for our inventory. Uh, we were con- we were performing our, our, our deal near the Jedi Temple when absolute chaos struck. And he pauses and takes a moment to like let people kind of react and gasp. And he's like starting to enjoy the theatrics of his own tragedy here. <laughs> From our vantage point, we could see clones marching up the steps of the Jedi Temple. And as soon as they had entered the doors, we heard blaster fire and lightsabers. And it was absolute chaos from that point. My friends, the, the Jedi have been declared enemies of the Republic. And the Republic itself has restructured itself as an empire under Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. Or, as we now should call him, Emperor Palpatine. Gear and I couldn't return to our ship. We, we, I fear it's been destroyed. Uh, however, we, we managed to obtain this shuttle. Um, and it was Gira's idea to take as many artifacts as we could from the area. There were some artifacts outside the temple thrown from the building during the chaos and destruction. We were loading the last thing onto the shuttle with repulsor lifts when some clone troopers found us. The moment our repulsor lifts were were settled, they opened fire and uh, poor Gira, he he didn't make it and I barely survived by the the skid of my teeth. I took the ship into orbit with the the lamp still down and, and I was pursued from I was pursued out of the atmosphere for a time, but eventually decided I wasn't worth the effort and, and, and let me go. You guys would have meant to noticed when he mentioned the Jedi being traitors that the crowd is absolutely divided on this. There's no clear consensus. You hear some people around you 
muttering that this is impossible, and some are muttering that, oh, I just knew those Jedi were up to no good, those those creepy ghouls. Um, so a yeah, there's, ghoul. there's you're a creepy ghoul. Uh, so yeah, there's no there's no <laughs> real clear consensus. Everyone seems kind of divided on that point. Vitrick finishes his speech with a with another promise of having fresh exotic wares for his for his storefront soon once he unloads his uh, his ship. The crowd starts to kind of dissipate at that point, and like half the people start to leave the area. The other half kind of mill around, and everyone's kind of chattering about the things he just explained. Admiral would just kind of say, "Well, it sounds like this this gentleman came upon some random things. I don't think we're going to find anything useful on this ship. We should just get going to our job." Lahela will kind of give him like again a side eye, not really wanting to respond to him in their current environment of this guy being near them and things like that. And uh, she will attempt to to tap Vitrick on the shoulder to get his attention again. He'll stop and turn and go, "Uh, yes, my Tugurda friend. How may I assist you?" Oh yes, sir. Um, when when will your wares be available for for viewing? Uh, me and my partners here are procurers of exotic artifacts. Ah uh, yes. So you are also interested in the curiosities of the Force, are you? Definitely, yes. We've been studying them for a very long time now. Yeah, he he gets a little sullen, actually, for a moment there. And alas, I fear that uh, our interest may be hard to to pursue for the time being, with our noble friends, the Jedi, no longer, no longer in existence. It will take some time for me to get all the wares back to my storefront and clean them up and get them in presentable fashion. Um, and I'm so, so very tired. <laughs> Yes, you you look like you've definitely been through a lot there. Uh, is there any way that we can give you a way to contact us so we'd be the first ones to look at your wares? I'd be willing to pay. He perks up a little bit of pay. Well, do you, if you have the credits on you now, I could perhaps give you a preview now if you'd wish. That would be perfect. How does 50 credits sound? He <laughs> He's disappointed, you can tell. But uh, at this point, he's so tired and deep in his mind, he's a little worried that the stuff he brought back isn't going to move very quickly. So he he nods after a long pause and uh, says, yes, that, that would be amenable. And he holds his hand out before he moves anywhere else. Um, I'm assuming that he's going for a handshake because I don't know what you mean by moves his hand Credits. out. <laughs> Credits. Okay. Well, give give oh, give, give him the money. Lahela doesn't know. Does she, <laughs> Have you no, never done this before? God. So she'll kind of look at it a bit strangely and then shake his hand awkwardly and then give him the credits. I feel like from now on, Admiral should just take, just take all the credits no, and, and just no. deal with it from now on. So Fitrick goes through with the awkward handshake and then says, no. <laughs> um, "The credits, dear." <laughs> oh yes, I'm very sorry about that. Uh, I'm I'm also tired. We've had a long journey as well. And then she fishes through her things and gets fifty credits to him quickly. Credits quickly vanish into his into his clothes, and he takes her on the back of the ship. And as soon as you get to the bottom of the ramp, you can see the statue that he mentioned. These guys straight up took a statue from the outside of the building. It's about ten feet tall, um, and it's like the biggest thing that you can <laughs> see in the back. It's, it's a statue of a hooded figure, like a Jedi generic figure with a double saber and their hand extended like they're using the force. So yeah, he, he takes you onto the ship, stuffs mostly in crates, and he stops there and says, what sort of items might I draw your attention to? What are, what are your particular interests? Rocky definitely pipes up as she's been hiding behind Amarillo's all the time. Just, Does anything hum? <laughs> Looking interestingly at, at this man. Um, hum, my dear? What, what do you mean, hum? Yes. Yes, like, just like a low background hum. You might not normally hear it, but 
But if you were to put your ear to it, say, you, you could hear hear it resonate. Uh, he would kind of lean in towards Lahila, who he made the deal with. Is this Spice Fiend with you? She, she'll kind of give like a, a, a nervous laugh and be like, I'm very, very sorry. She's She's been touched in the head. Uh, we, we got into a bit of a, a crash in uh, one of our excursions, and she hasn't been quite right since. I, I really do apologize for her. Um, she she When she talks about humming, she means Force-sensitive items that the Jedi may have used, perhaps, in their temple. While this is happening, can I do either some sort of roll or something to be, like, humming under my breath, trying to connect to the Force to, like, looking for any interesting crate in particular. So you want to basically tap into the force to see what you should be looking at? Yeah, like I'm trying to get a vibe off of what's important in the room, basically. Or I'd want more um, than others. Hmm. I'm just wondering how do you do that mechanically. It feels like there should be like a force passive perception. Great perception. Like you just want to roll for that? Yeah, I mean, if you want to roll like a force die, just to see how well you do, I guess. Oh, I got one dark side. That's okay. It, it's more the quantity I'm looking for anyways. It's not really a morality-based thing. Yeah, so you kind of tap into the force as the guy calls you a, a spice fiend. Mm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the whole area around you, to put this in Rokti terms, would have the humming. Like, it all kind of hums with the force. These are all things that yeah. came from the Jedi Temple. So they're all going to have that to some extent. However, I will say that you're drawn towards one crate on the left side which seems to have apparel of some kind in it, just based on the vaguest sense that you get from the Force. Um, a crate on the right side, which has some small pieces in it, and the inside of Vitrix cloak. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we all know what she's going for. Um, and to kind of go back to Lahela's conversation with him, he spends like a long moment like lingering his gaze on Rokti, and before he even answers Lahela, he says... Just uh, mind that if your friend here breaks anything, uh, the price is double. They will definitely nod in understandment. <laughs> understandment. understandment. Uh, to answer your question, in terms of what they used, some of these things, some of the effects here are purely decorative. Uh, he, mo- he moves to one cradle on the, on the left side, which uh, from which he pulls like a vase or and then like an urn like some so the generic like pottery and just items that you would have seen scattered around the temple and he also holds up a white banner that has the jedi order logo on it in gold however this is this one's been damaged and if, if you know the jedi order symbol that middle part like where there's like a lightsaber blade almost going up the left side of the wing of the design that part's been like destroyed by like blaster fire yeah it has um, yeah, so he holds up a bit of, like this damaged banner, and then realizes he's holding up the damaged one, puts it back down, and pulls up another one that's actually intact. Most of these things are from the temple. These are things they would have used in the day-to-day sense. And then he moves down to the next crate, and he holds up a helmet. You would recognize it as the mask of a temple guardian. Ooh. We found these pieces, unfortunately, on the body of a fallen soldier. Um, bit of a dreadful part of the business. We took some of his belongings before they were destroyed by the Empire. <sighs> Unfortunately, it did require removing them from their person. And he's not proud of what he's done, but he is, yes, uh, basically stolen things off the dead body of a Temple Guardian. So Lahela will definitely be filled with, like, an immense sadness, like, completely filling her 
soul right now as he, as he's speaking. Rock, do you use me over on the, the right crate when you said it had, what, mechanical things? Yes, like small components. That are force sensitive? Yeah, so you go towards that crate, Rook T, and inside you find a smattering of components from lightsabers. These are all basically weapons that have been destroyed. You would also notice that they all look like they've been destroyed by by lightsaber blades. Yes, I hear this right. But yeah, like there's there's pieces of the, of the hilts, but uh, no crystals. Um, and, and anything you find inside could be salvaged, but there's no like intact hilts or anything like that. Just to put it in in-game terms, you could buy stuff from him towards your hilt, but you're not going to be able to just buy a fully ready hilt. You're still going to do, do some assembly and repair and tweaking. Mm-hmm. What about the things in here? How much are these? I haven't begun to price the individual things. Those will take some time to, to sort through all of those. I feel like this is the kind of guy that's not going to give us things for free, though I do have very good negotiation skills, so I'm planning on using that. <laughs> Abro also has very good negotiation skills uh, in the form of his blaster pistol. <laughs> yeah. I have not yet begun to price the individual components. However, if you were looking to recreate a proper Jedi hilt, it would cost you about a thousand credits, but I don't want to commit to that price. I'm I, I'm not sure exactly what I've got in there. I might not have the, the pieces there to fully recreate those lightsabers, but check back in with me in a few days on that one, dear. Okay. For anyone who knows her and her ways and just how she holds herself, it's very almost like she's innocent and childlike because she's very much like flowing like the force. Like she's not very, you know, with it, <laughs> with it, you know? She straightens up. I'm going to say Lahela can definitely read it. But, like, the aura around her gets dark and, like, serious. Because in Rocky's mind, if he has something on him, then it's something he decided to keep for himself. And she's not okay with him trying to keep something forced to himself. So she, like, turns around and very seriously looks at him. But, sir, what do you have on yourself that you're keeping? <laughs> He's caught off guard by that because he kind of dismissed you as someone, like, whacked out on Spice. Yeah. <laughs> someone who wasn't a Jedi wouldn't have noticed him, like, quickly dart his eyes down towards his robes or his cloak. He does this kind of cool bluff where he crosses his arms and says, What what exactly are you referring to, my friend? And again, you notice him make a subtle uh, motion as he pats the inside of his robe, almost as if, like, he's checking to see if something's sticking out. Or something is like noticeable. That should be noticeable. <laughs> Lahela will um, kind of step in between the line of sight that I think would be happening there between uh, Vitric <laughs> and uh, Rokti, and she'll kind of give him like a, a charming smile as she can, you know, in a very Ahsoka kind of way, if you will, how she does that, and uh, she will say, "I think what she meant again. Very sorry about her being touched in the head." What she meant is, was there anything that you would have found that you would have kept yourself that might have been be of interest? Hmm, how, how, how's persuasion between you two? Charm skill? We are we are solid there. We're two yellows and a blue. Oh, we're solid. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you roll that for me? Sure. Derek, that's two yellows and a blue. Two successes and, advan- or and two advantages. So I, I don't know if you would want me to any difficulty dice or anything. I think that would cover anything, really that shattered it yeah so you basically open him up like a book <laughs> so it's just that charming Targruta ter- uh, smile that she's got going on but he does deflate a little bit and he says well I, I wanted to keep this 
a secret for a bit longer because it's a very valuable object and I wanted to ascertain the condition it's in properly before I advertise it too much. But he, he reaches into his, his cloak and Vitrick the Bothan Merchant pulls out what you know as a holocron. Um, it's a dodecahedron, so it's a 12-sided one. Um, but instantly you notice it is a bit damaged, like there's some blaster, like there's some black marks on it from blaster fire or actual fire or something. Uh, alas, I don't know if this is fully functional yet, and without the force it's hard to say if we'll ever know if it's functional. Useless or not, it's still quite the, the special artifact. I wanted to study it a bit better when I'm in my right mind and, and value it then before advertising it too much, but... As I'm sure a connoisseur of force-related objects like yourself would know, this is quite the quite the find. Yes, that find is invaluable. Um, and uh, we we happen to have known force-sensitive people that may be able to help us out. Not not Jedi necessarily, but we do have our contacts. And if we were to ever get that from you, we'd be more than glad to share the information with you as well. Force-sensitive contacts who are not Jedi, he says skeptically. Um, Vitrick is a little, he knows stuff, but he's not too aware of things outside of the Jedi when it comes to Force traditions, so... Yes, uh, when you travel the galaxy as we have, then you meet all kinds of curiosities of people. Travel a lot, you say. He, he's skeptical because you are, you do look pretty young. Yes, we, uh, we were, we were raised, um, on, on starships traveling throughout the galaxy. Ah, very good, very good. Well, once I, once I've appraised the item, perhaps I'll have you bring your four sensitive non-jedi friends by to have a look at it themselves she'll she'll nod and be like that sounds like it that sounds like a deal just so awkward rockdy's <laughs> definitely like pacing behind you and she goes up to admiral and whispers some we need to get that from him he shouldn't be able to keep it <sighs> admiral will just kind of sigh and say well if we can if we can manage to just get this and get onto our job then i'd be fine with that Lahela will, will understand that as well. She'll kind of pick up the sense of urgency definitely that Rook she's having and knowing the longer they stay here with this man, the more unsettled she's feeling. So once again, she'll just give a, a nice charming Targruta smile towards the, the nice the nice Botham 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 Botham. The nice man, we'll just call him that. <laughs> Master Splinter is his name. <laughs> she'll give a nice charming smile to the to the man and uh, say thank you very much for your time I hope you understand of how much interest these items are to us and wouldn't mind holding quite a few of them for us uh, as I'm sure you can see that we are quite serious in our procurement of them I'll do what I can for you my dear but uh, I took quite a loss uh, when, when things went sour on Coruscant and I'm not sure how quickly this merchandise is going to move so if an offer comes along I'll have to to entertain it of course but by all means come by my shot when you've uh, when i've had time to display things and and sort through all of this and uh i'd be happy to to discuss this further and you wouldn't be willing to sell it now or part with it now i mean that is quite a find and and you don't know what could be in it or or what um misfortune it might bring upon you they can be very tricky if you find something out that you shouldn't the jedi are very secretive um as we know. I mean, can't you hear it humming? <laughs> as I mentioned, I'd be remiss if I sold it without studying it first myself, and as I said, I'm not sure what condition it's truly in, but if you had 
the rather considerable sum of credits to purchase it upon you right now, perhaps I could entertain an offer, but we uh, we all know in this company what, what these are worth, right? Uh, Lahela will kind of, like, glance between everybody, because obviously <laughs> she has no idea what they're worth, because they just come by them in the Jedi way. Um, so she'll kind of nod in agreement with him and be like, oh yes, we are we're fully aware. We we are currently doing some more jobs at the moment to to continue our funding for finding these these now what are going to be, be relics. Uh, so please again, if you don't mind, just when you are studying it, remember that there are people out there that desperately would like to study it alongside with you. I, I will do so. Now, if you'll excuse me, I do need to, to rest and to unload my, my new craft, such as it is. Yes, of course. Good good luck, and we will we will be talking to you soon. Um, and just for reference, in the game rules, a holocron is worth 100,000 credits. Good. Oh, Jesus. So. Um, leaving him away, I'm sure Lahela kind of has to take Rokti by the arm to drag her out slightly. Oh, you're, you're dragging her out. She's fuming. Like... She, she feels like he has no right to be taking these Jedi things, especially Jedi stuff, like, off of people who have died that doesn't belong to him when we're Jedi and it belongs to us. Like, she's definitely not happy. And once once they're out of earshot, Admiral will say to Rakti, we really do need to keep a low profile here. Unfortunately, you guys are being hunted. We can't afford to bring attention to you guys specifically so we'll have to figure out a way to get this holocron later but what if it has something important in it what if he he's stupid and breaks it lahela will make eye contact with her in like a very you know sisterly kind of way and uh say to her rook t trust in the force there's force all over that ship Oliver, that's not his. Rokti, it's not ours anymore either. We can't be Jedi out here right now. We will get the items we need. We have to trust in the Force that if we are meant to get that holocron, we will. And to be completely honest with you, as as much as this man did dishonorable things, I do get a good feeling from him. I think he will help us in the future. We just have to be patient. She, like, puffs, walks away, and, like leans against a wall just waiting for us to pick like what we're doing next and then she'll turn to admiral real quick and again give him kind of like a mild glare without trying to be too (laughs) dark side feeling towards it and say and you you need to be a bit more supportive in our cause you don't understand nobody here understands what is happening or going on with the jedi right now we still don't know what happened or why we're being hunted any information is going to be critical to our survival Okay, whatever you say, Master Jedi. She will actively choose to ignore his sarcasm. Hey everybody, Chris here, just jumping in at the, uh, well, late halfway point. Happy Revenge of the Fifth, and happy belated May the Fourth be with you. Yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody again for the continued patience, uh, as life continues to be a little out of sorts. This was our first episode recording Ashes remotely, and uh, I think it went fairly smooth, all things considered. But again, it was a bit of a relearning process for me, getting this edited and uh, adapting to this new approach, but I think the results are pretty good, all things considered. And I have a quick Patreon shout-out. Big thank you to Barry Norton, our first Patreon executive producer, as you will. 
on our Patreon, there are two donation tiers. Uh, $1 a month gets you access to the bonus feed, uh, including uh, monthly bonus content, like the Ashes of the Order outtake reel for season one. Um, and at the second tier, $5 per month, you get a special shout out in each episode. So thank you, Barry, and thank you to everybody else who's been checking out the show, telling their friends, passing it along. Every little bit helps helps us out and helps us grow. Okay, back to the episode. Okay, so as you are heading through the station, you pass back through the, the marketplace in the, in the center, and you're headed down that same corridor where you first came in. And as you're walking past a small group of people, two hands reach out and kind of gently pat Admiral on the shoulder. And a large basilisk figure says, hey, how how those parts work out for you? Basilisks are the four-armed uh, aliens like, Dex, or like oh, Dexter Dex, Guts. Yeah. People grope Admiral. That's what I'm putting in my notes here. <laughs> Admiral uh, quick draws and pulls his blaster and pu- pulls it up to his this Bestlisk's gut. Don't touch me. Bestlisk isn't really too fussed over this. Easy there, hair trigger. Your droid. How did the special parts I made for your droid work out? Ain't you the one who commissioned those rare parts? He's from Boston, apparently. From Boston. Khakis. I feel like Rupti's about to lose her shit. Be like, Yuppie! He's talking about you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rugby turns around and like runs up to QP and like hugs him. He's like, QP, did you get new clothes too? <laughs> then Admiral will just kind of say, um, catching on and understanding that obviously this guy sold parts to the former owner of QP and tell the basilisk, ah, yes, s- sorry, my friend. The parts have worked out excellently for this droid. Thank you very much. Those parts were extremely hard to come by. You've put the gun down, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I have, and, and, and he holsters his, his, his blaster pistol. The Basilisk is a pretty cheery fellow, and uh, he also lets go of you, now that, the, now that the gun's away. And with one of his four hands, he kind of wipes his brow. Yeah, it's not every day that I get a blind commission like that, let me tell you. It's quite exciting to uh, to work with such old pots. Because Admiral doesn't really have a whole lot of experience with droids, just kind of bossing them around as best he can, that he yeah definitely wouldn't have ever known the age of said parts, but obviously based on the conversation with his little basilisk friend, uh, basilisk, sorry. Um, Don't look him in the eye, he'll pacify you! <laughs> yes, he would be a bit kind of dumbfounded, obviously being told that QP is rare, a rare commodity. Thank you very much for, for all your hard work and making sure my droid was able to function. Can you give me like a bluff check? I sure can. What is my Would bluff? it be coercion? Coercion. Deception? Deception. Deception or... Something to that effect. Like, I, w- I want to yeah. see if he is picking up, like, you're obviously confused by what he's talking about. So that is a yellow and a green. Coercion or deception? Um, deception. Do one purple as well. Oh, a triumph, a success, and an advantage, plus a... Uh, what's the weird circly one on the purples? Well, your triumph right there in the, in the skill guide says, Target believes the character is trustworthy. Future checks are not opposed. Oh, dope. Okay, well, so we'll just go with we'll just we'll just go with that over the, over the last icon. Then, anyways, you pass enough, or I don't know where those parts were found, but wow, a T three droid. I never thought I'd lay eyes on him, and neither did I, friend. Um, Rocky will come up after you know, QP's definitely tried to like shove her, tase her, and twist away from her. <laughs> He's done because he can't stand Rocky. Um, <laughs> he kind of like. 
comes up and like smushes into Admiral's side to try and like get in front of him to be able to talk to this basculus man. Basculus. <laughs> um. What's that? I've never seen many droids before, but QP's my favorite. He's so cute. He, he has no idea who you are, but uh, he loves your enthusiasm. That right there, that little droid, that was a custom blind commission I had I received a few, a few months back. They dropped off these these parts for me. One of the legs was damaged right to smithereens. I had to build it right from the ground up, but I used the other one as a template. That's a, That there is partly a T3 droid. Haven't seen those much since the days of the Old Republic. Sure enough, like, uh, Roti, you look back at QP, who is standing by idly, kind of taking in the conversation and studying the person who made him. Um, and sure enough, like, the chassis on him, it looks like uh, the R2 droids that you've seen throughout, like, Coruscant and, like, used a lot in, in the Republic Navy. But the legs and dome on him are what the person's talking about. And, you like, you notice that uh, his one leg is, is brand new, like, looks like it's been brand, brand new manufactured, whereas the other one's a bit older. Um, a, a bit? Well, yeah, <laughs> a bit more than a bit older. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's basically telling you that he's cobbled together QP. Paul Deckard commissioned this droid with parts from an R2 and a T3 droid. Well, anyway, I won't keep you, but uh, let me know if you have any problems with the droid down the line, and uh, I'll see if I can get him fixed up for you. And QP if I can talk to myself here, kind of rocks back and forth on both his legs and uh, says something to him, like, to the effect of thank the maker. Also kind of urges you along. He rolls on ahead without you guys, and he's muttering something to himself, like, I'll, I, I'll, I don't need him. I don't need some kind of humanoid to take care of me. I can look after myself. Rati will look and smile at, at the guy in front of her and then, like, chase after QP, and all you hear is just going by. He's like, QP, you just met your father. How do you feel? <laughs> I don't want my parents anymore. It's a good thing. Get off of me. <laughs> that was so awkward. And then, yes, Admiral would say, well, thank you again, but we must be on our way, and we'll not really wait for a response and just continue on his way. He just kind of wants to leave this person who thinks, uh, knows him and used him. Yeah, you guys have drawn a lot of heat already because, like, you walked in and someone recognized your ship and now someone's recognized the droid and you were dealing with the exotic wares merchant. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a problem. To that note, then, uh, QP is now at the front of the pack and leads you guys back to the ship where he slots himself in and at your instruction... Admiral would help would get the ship ready for takeoff. On the way out, you pay your your docking fees for the day, and uh, yeah, you're free to leave the station. Minus the money, Amy. Dope. I did. We're at two seventy five now after I gave the fifty bucks as well to that dude. Mm. So basically, what we need to do now, um, I picked up a bounty. He used to be a freelancer, but he is not been following the code so we're going after him on cold stev 3 definitely get paid more if we bring him back alive well we're not going to kill him i'll tell you that right now unless he does well he might not let us lahela so just let me do the talking and we'll be fine <sighs> how much money five five thousand credits rockty that will definitely help us out our situation here she like nods her head and just goes to sit down and to uh, meditate before we get to where we're going. No, I'd say Lahela is the same thing. She'll again just give a weary look to Admiral because she's still having very mixed feelings towards him, and she will sit um, across from Rokti to go into a meditative state. Okay, QP is in the cockpit, plugged in and ready, uh, awaiting you, Admiral. All right, take us out, QP. QP acknowledges, and uh, together you steer the ship away from the platform and make way for Colstev 3. 
For more information on the show, visit the Quarter Portion Podcast on social media. Please check out our Patreon to help support the show and access bonus content. And until next time, may the Force be with you. This has been a production of the Quarter Portion Podcast Network. Do you have a vision for a cosplay prop, novelty item, or other project, but don't know how to make it without breaking the bank? Nerdful Things has you covered. Ontario's 3D printing experts are committed to quality and affordability. They can forge everything from convention-friendly prop weapons to masks and helmets to small embellishments like belt buckles or pauldrons. You might even find a unique nerdy gift for friends. Check out their gallery and request a quote at www.nerdfulthings3d.com.